on the Hard Rocker Sports Network from KTech 91.3. This is Hard Rocker Huddle, your podcast home for South Dakota Mines Athletics. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Van Valkenberg-Gernert. Um, just a little bit of info, background on the podcast. This is kind of where we talk about a little bit more of a focus on, you know, what goes on with people's backgrounds rather than what happens on the court, on the playing surface. My first guest today is head coach of the South Dakota Mines football program, Charlie Floor. Uh, let's kind of start by just talking about, you know, you grew up in Gillette, Wyoming. What was that like? What was your family like? Family life like? Siblings? Sure, you know, um, grew up in Gillette, Wyoming. Uh, my dad worked for the Burlington Northern Santa Fe. Um, that's ultimately what took us there. I was actually born in Alliance, Nebraska, um, and then we moved to Sterling, Colorado for a couple years, and then uh, when I was five, we made the trek to Gillette. Uh, you know, it was uh, a very growing community, you know, with uh, all of the coal and uh, natural gas and, you know, a lot of the energy stuff that goes on in, in Campbell County. Uh, it was it was a booming um, time, so there was a lot of growth, a um, lot of things that were going on. You know, had a, uh, you know, my, my parents still live over there, you know, which is exciting because I'm able to go back and, and see a lot of old uh, friends and, and family. Uh, you know, grew up there. Uh, my sister, uh, I do have one sister, uh, Becky, her and her husband live over in Powell, Wyoming. Uh, they've got two two kids themselves, which is, you know, great. You know, now that we're closer to home, we can spend more time with them. But, you know, it's, um, you know, Gillette was a good area for me. It was, you know, it, uh, an area that you know, kind of taught me a lot about myself, you know, kind of that blue collar work ethic, you know, a lot of people in that area, you know, really had to work hard for what they got. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, one thing that was instilled to me at an early age, you know, by my parents, as well as, you know, my grandparents and a lot of other family members, you know, um, taught me a lot about life, you know, even though a lot of people think Wyoming is a little secluded, you know, there's not a lot of things to do there. But, uh, you know, the state, um, is nice. There's a lot of things to do when you get out of the, you know, corner uh, where I grew up. And then obviously being an hour and a half, two hours away from Rapid City and the Black Hills, you know, m made that, that place a little bit more appealing for, for my folks when they moved there. So, you know, family life was great. You know, had a, a, a great high school career uh, within Campbell County. Uh, was, you know, a, a three-sport athlete, uh, you know, tried to do as good as I could in school. And, uh, you know, um, was very happy with that and you know a lot of a lot of my success I would say or what I would term as success right now for me you know really came from the high school level I had two outstanding head coaches um, in both basketball and in football uh, the head basketball coach at uh, Campbell County at the time was a, a guy by the name of Mike Curry and uh, coach Curry was you know and, and it is probably one of the most well-known high school coaches uh, in the Wyoming area uh, numerous state championships, you know, and obviously those are the things that you remember, but um, just the self-discipline, you know, the work ethic that uh, he instilled into us was, you know, phenomenal. We we weren't very big as a basketball team. Our tallest guy was 6'4", and, uh, you know, we were just a bunch of guards running around and, uh, you know, played well together for a long period of time, and, you know, that helped us earn those state championships that we were able to win. And then on the football side of things, um, the head football coach at the time was John Scott. And uh, John Scott came from a small school, Kemmer, Wyoming, and, uh, you know, came to the big school. And, 
you know, I was fortunate to play for two years uh, under Coach Scott. You know, he actually moved around a little bit, went down to Colorado, and um, he actually had a stint at Black Hill State as the head football coach there uh, when they were still in the NAI days. So, you know, him and I, we still, now that I have this job here at South Dakota Mines, we still have a little bit of uh, rivalry within, you know, ourselves and, and stuff. So, uh, but, you know, he was he was the same type of guy. You know, he wanted what was best for, you know, not only uh, us as players on the field, but off the field. And, uh, you know, instilled a lot of great things into me and, and stuff that I still use today within our current program and what he taught us um, all the way back in high school. So, you know, those two gentlemen growing up were, you know, really kind of my, my second and third father and, uh, you know, was in, I'm very appreciative for those two gentlemen in helping me get to this point. Uh, Gillette, Wyoming, were you there then until you kind of went off to college, went off to Dakota State University? Yeah, you know, um, started kindergarten there and then graduated from high school there in 97. And then uh, after I I graduated, then went off to to Madison, South Dakota and played at Dakota State University. Okay, so going back to when you were younger, when did sports kind of first get introduced to you? Was it really something that was pushed upon you by parents or what kind of drew you to initially be interested in playing? Um, if you know a little bit about Gillette, it's a huge sports town. Um, you know, a lot of kids at a very young age um, played a lot of sports. You know, um, my my dad was an athlete in high school. You know, my, my family, my aunts and uncles, you know, I grew up in kind of a, a sports family. Uh, really only one of my family members, my uncle, um, was a coach. He was actually the head wrestling coach at Mobridge High School in South Dakota and he was the wrestling coach when the Shear brothers came through so you know if you know a little bit of, of history in regards to South Dakota wrestling you know the uh, Jim and Bill Shear are pretty well-known names and uh, so my uncle was their high school coach but other than that you know it was just um, something that I you know grew in love with being in Gillette a lot of our friends um, you know my friends and my parents friends were involved in sports you know my best friend uh, his dad was the PE teacher at one of the elementary schools. So, you know, it was just one of those things. You know, I kind of surrounded myself with those types of people. And, uh, you know, my parents were very influential in, in regards to, you know, kind of letting me make those types of decisions and, and what path I wanted to go. Um, you know, and it, probably about that third or fourth grade um, age when it, sports probably started to become very important to me. Um, no, you know, didn't know it was going to end up being my career. But, uh, you know, something I knew that I could, you know, do extra and uh, learn a lot from. Sure. You kind of already mentioned that you uh, played three sports growing up, football, basketball, and then what was the third one? And baseball. Baseball as well. Baseball as well, yep. Sure. So what uh, what was that like kind of playing three sports and what kind of eventually drew you to love football or what made you choose football? Uh, you know, that's... That's a great question. You know, I think a lot of it just had to do with, um, you know, like I said, the, the um, Coach Scott just being very inspirational in my life. And, you know, even though I was a little bit undersized coming out of high school, you know, just the potential was there. You know, to, and I played quarterback in high school, went to college and played receiver and then was also a, a punt return man. So, um, you know, it's uh, just one of those things that, you know, I think the more I was around it, you know, I didn't play it until I was in seventh grade, didn't do anything in junior football or flag football or anything like that. And it was just one of those sports that I, you know, continued to to grow in love. And, you know, 
I always tell our kids, and you know, it's football is probably one of the greatest sports on earth. Is you know, trying to get eleven people to do the same job um, time after time again, and you know, there's just not a lot of the sports out there trying to get that many people to do the same thing repetitively through the course of a, th- uh, a three-hour game. So, um, you know, just there, there's a lot of little little intricacy things within the game that you know really really kind of pushed me that direction. Sure. One thing that I think being a football coach can differ from other sports too, is you have so much effect on the game where like soccer, you kind of coach your kids in practice, but then they just got to go play in football. You have a little bit more, maybe, maybe each play control, you're calling in the plays, you're making incremental adjustments throughout the game instead of just waiting until halftime. And yeah. Hope you're... Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those sports where, you know, as much as, you know, it, it is hard knowing that so you got 18 to 22 year old kids out there making the decisions, but we still have a little bit of control on that every single snap um, in regards to, like you said, the play calls and you know different things that go on during the course of a game. Uh, what was kind of like your drawing moment to Dakota State University? Did you have multiple offers? Did you have a choice between sports? What was that like? Yeah, you know. Um, one of the big reasons, you know, I, I chose Dakota State University uh, was the head coach at the time, Scott Hoffman. Um, he actually, you know, did some uh, stuff at the University of Wyoming uh, when my high school head coach was a GA down there. You know, so uh, Coach Hoffman was, uh, you know, just a very down-to-earth family guy, uh, which is something, you know, I, I was looking for. Um, you know, computers were a really big thing you know, 20, 25 years ago. Now I'm starting to date myself, but, you know, it was uh, really big at that time. And uh, Dakota State University was one of the few institutions here in the Midwest that was really pushing the computer aspect. You know, so I went over there and got a health and physical education degree, but also got a computer education degree, which, you know, I knew at that time was going to be, you know, something that would potentially help me out in the future, uh, you know, no matter what direction I went, if it was high school coaching or teaching or continuing to, um, you know, coach at the college level. You know, I did have some other offers uh, within the old uh, SDIC conference, but, you know, it was uh, Madison was, uh, you know, about six hours away from home. So it was still a little, you know, somewhat close to home, but also far enough away where I felt I needed to, you know, move and grow and mature a little bit. Uh, have lots of family within the Sioux Falls uh, area on the on the East River side, so you know I knew if there were some things that I needed help with or anything like that, I that I could still have some uh, some family uh, close by. Um, my first year, my freshman year, I also played baseball uh, at at Dakota State, and uh, you know which was something that I just you know, love to do. And uh, they were, you know, obviously very um, helpful within that, you know, in, in allowing me to play two sports for, you know, my first year. And then after after my freshman year, I just decided to stick with football the rest of my career there. Sure. And I, I know you'd had, uh, like you had a punt return record when you graduated. Can you just kind of go through, you know, what you were proud of, some stories about while you played there? Oh, yeah, there, there's a lot of, you know, good stories um, coming from Dakota State. You know, it's, uh, you know, at, at that time uh, when Coach Hoffman took over, you know, we were a two and eight football team. And uh, my junior year, uh, we end up seven and three uh, and we're about 15 seconds away from making the playoffs. And, uh, you know, just 
probably watching, you know, that program grow, program mature. You know, Coach Hoffman and his staff did an unbelievable job of recruiting, you know, kids that really wanted to be there. You know, if, if you've never been to Madison, it's not, a you know, a big city by any means. You know, there, there's a lot of things to do there, but it's a small town. And, uh, you know, we, we felt it took special people to be there. And, you know, just to watch our team grow and mature, you know, really from my, my freshman year up until my junior year, um, just watching the growth and development within that program. And, uh, you know, the, those are things that, you know, I'll remember, you know, the records and, and the games. You know, there were a lot of good ones um, that, uh, you know, I'm very happy and thankful for to play in. But to me it was all about the relationships, you know. Having Coach Winter on staff here at, at South Dakota Mines has been, you know, big for me. And, you know, that's really where it started. You know, him and I became really close friends when uh, – you know, we were in college and just always kind of stuck together. And, um, you know, that's to me in, in this profession, this is that's what it's really about. So, all right. Um, just kind of going into, you know, from there, what initially drew you into coaching and then what kind of made you realize this is what I want to do for the foreseeable future? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, after my junior year and then into my senior year, we had a coaching change. Um, coach Hoffman went down to Wayne State, Nebraska, and, and was the head coach there. And then the coach that they promoted, uh, a guy by the name of Mark Bergen, who was the initial recruiter for me when I went out to uh, uh, Madison, you know, he became the head coach. And then uh, he actually hired a new guy um, as his offensive coordinator, uh, a guy by the name of Adam Dorrell. And uh, both of those guys had ties uh, down to Northwest Missouri State. You know, they were both GAs down there. Coach Doral played there. And, uh, you know, I, I was very fortunate to actually play uh, my first four years. I didn't redshirt. So my my fifth year when I was finishing up student teaching, I was able to be a student assistant. And, uh, you know, those two guys were very instrumental part of that. And, uh, you know, getting me into the coaching side of things. And, you know, I learned a lot from those two individuals. And, uh, you know, they, they're really probably the people that, you know, helped me make that decision that this was something that uh, they felt I could do with obviously a little bit of work and, uh, you know, some connections and different things like that. So, you know, I was able to spend a full year uh, kind of learning from those two guys. And, uh, you know, th those two are really the ones that, you know, really helped me get down to, you know, Northwest as a graduate assistant and, you know, continue to uh, move my career forward that way. Sure. And then you already mentioned first being a GA at Northwest, then you kind of went to Truman State. What were those early years like for you? Uh, you know, obviously very challenging, um, you know, going down to a place uh, that I didn't know much about, you know, being from Wyoming and then being in South Dakota, um, you know, going down to Northwest Missouri, I, you know, I was really nervous when I went down as a, as a graduate assistant for my interview. Um, Coach Churchma uh, was the head coach at the time, and uh, you know, typically at those smaller schools, they have a tendency just to hire former players or people within the program. And you know, between me and and another one of the the coaches, Coach Rich Wright, you know, um, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of outside hires within the GA at that time, and uh, you know. It, it was one of those deals where, you know, even though I had a connection down there, you know, felt I had really good references, still trying to make a really good first impression um, to a Hall of Fame coach. You know, Coach Churchman is in the Hall of Fame and, uh, you know, just an unbelievable person. But, again, trying to go down there and, and show them who I was and, and what I could do for their program. And, 
you know, very, very blessed to be a part of that for two years, you know, from the 02 and 03 season. You know, we were able to uh, win two conference championships in that time, um, you know, make the playoffs in 02 and end up, you know, eventually losing to Northern Colorado uh, in a really good football game in Maryville. And then 03, we didn't make it. We were an 8-3 and three team. There was a five-way tie within the conference. But, uh, you know, those two years were, were big for me, um, really kind of solidified you know, the direction that I wanted to go, um, you know, getting a master's degree from there. And then, you know, my, my wife at the, um, you know, we weren't married, uh, my first year as GA, but my wife and I got married after that. And, you know, the, those were some tough conversations, you know, you know, are, are you prepared for this? And, uh, you know, Amy's been all on board, um, the whole time, which is obviously great, but, uh, that was kind of the defining time for, you know, Hey, um, you know, leaving this place is going to be hard, but, you know, I've got to find a full-time job. And, you know, obviously, you know, that was um, two very good years and really helped propel me to get where I'm at today. Sure, yeah, you kind of mentioned the family aspect and having supportive wives. That's it. That's critical in this profession, even no matter what position you're in. It's just having somebody who supports you and is willing to pack up and move at any time is just yeah 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 it's it, it, uh she's been a blessing for me and we've we've got three boys and and uh you know she 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 runs the house and uh, makes sure that you know all of us know exactly what we should be doing uh about you know every minute so all right then kind of going from there you went back to northwest missouri state and i just kind of just wanted to run through a little bit of the successes you guys had while you were there uh four ncaa championships 10 conference titles, 123 and 10. And then beyond that, I don't know, there's so much here, I can't go through all of it, but you had several players, you know, several offenses, top of the country. What was that like? You know, I, I think for me, you know, looking back at, at um, my career at Northwest Missouri, um, you know, we, we were able to sustain a lot of success. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know, but when you look back, look back at the really the history of of Northwest Missouri, when when Coach Churchma took that program over, um, it was 1995, and uh, you know their first year was uh, they were 0 and 11, and then the second year he went six and five, and then after that it was 11 and two. So in in three really short years, he was you know able to take a program over. And, uh, you know, really make it into what it is today. And, you know, I kind of came in in the middle part of that, almost the early stages. And, and like I said, in 02 and 03, went to Truman for, you know, two years, uh, 04 and 05. And then, and then Mel hired me back in 06. Uh, but from 05, 06, 07, 08, um, we were really, you know, kind of known as the Buffalo Bills of, uh, Division II football. You know, we, uh, we lost four straight national championship games. Um, you know, all very close games. Um, but, you know, those four years were obviously very hard for us as coaches just to see the amount of work that those kids had, had put in. And, uh, you know, in, in 2009, you know, we kind of got that uh, monkey off our back, so to speak, and uh, beat a very good Grand Valley team um, down there. And, uh, you know, that was probably one of the more, you know, exciting moments I had within my career was just see that group of seniors uh, really end their season, you know, the previous four years as runner-ups. And then, uh, you know, that 09 team really, you know, 
you know, and we had some close games, um, but, you know, you could just see it in their eyes the further we got along uh, in the course of the, that year um, that we had a really special group. And, uh, you know, they all obviously put the cherry on the top of that season in, in 09. Um, you know, it, th- there's a lot of things. You know, we could sit here, you know, probably all afternoon and, and talk about each year and, and each game. Um, you know, every one of those years was special. You know, the, I built a lot of relationships with a lot of players, you know, during the course of that time. Um, still get messages to this day from a lot of the former players that I have, you know, just thanking me for, you know, everything where they're at. And, uh, you know, obviously seeing the the – success that we've had here at South Dakota Mines and, you know, just continuing to send message. And to me, that's what it's all about. You know, uh, last summer, my youngest was a uh, ring bear for one of our former quarterbacks weddings. And, you know, just like I said, you know, you don't get into this profession to, to make a lot of money. It's, it's all about relationships and, and, um, you know, building those, you know, and again, never knowing what's going to happen, uh, within the profession and, excuse me, you never know what's going to transpire within that. And you may need those relationships to help pick you up. Uh, you know, so for me to spend really, you know, 16 years too, as a GA and then the other 14 as, as a full-time coach, um, I still talk to a lot of the players. Um, I still talk to a lot of the coaches, you know, that are still there, um, or even the guys that have left and move on themselves. And, uh, you know, still have really good relationships. And the great thing about it is, you know, we don't talk about those games. We don't talk about the victories, and, and we don't talk about the close losses. It's, you know, how their wives are doing, how their kids are doing, and, uh, you know, just really trying to catch up on that. Um, knowing, you know, within our profession, we do miss a lot of that. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time together as coaches, but we don't spend as much time as we need as as uh parents or dad sometimes so we always want to make sure and catch up with you know how their families are doing so you know very very blessed um to have 14 great years at at north at northwest missouri um you know it's one of those deals where when you look back at it you always want to try and make a place better than you left it and uh you know, I, I feel through, you know, some of the things that we were able to do with the, some of the transition, some of the tough times that we had at Northwest that, uh, you know, I, I feel I can say that, you know, I, I left that place better than, you know, I than I found it. And uh, hopefully some of the things that I did there that they'll still continue to do. And uh, when their coaches that are still there now, you know, can say the same things after they leave. Sure. Yeah. You kind of mentioned this being there 16. That's pretty rare for. At, at least at this level, to stay and be an assistant coach. And, I mean, you must have had other opportunities to be a head coach. What kind of kept you there? And then what initially drew you to, say, you know, South Dakota Mines is the head coaching job that I want? Yeah, you know, it, I did. Like everybody in the profession, when, when you're at a program that's established, you know, the type of success that we had um, year in and year out, you know, you have other opportunities. But, uh, when you, when you're really trying to establish a, you know um, a winning culture like that, uh, being consistent um, and having that camaraderie as a staff, in my opinion, is is very important. And uh, you know we went through a, a long period of time uh, where Northwest Missouri State didn't lose a lot of coaches. You know a lot of the assistants were there, uh, a lot of the coordinators stayed for a very long time, and uh, you know that. That really transpires down to the kids, and when you're out recruiting high school kids and you're trying to recruit, you know, new family members within your program, uh, 
the kids see that, the parents see that. And again, in my opinion, I think that's what they want. You know, they want that family type atmosphere. And, uh, you know, when, when you've got a program that's, you know, maybe kind of a revolving door in regards to coaches to leave, coaches leaving, players leaving, you know, administrators leaving, uh, you know, it's it's hard to earn and, and get that trust from those high school kids, you know, when they're trying to make probably the toughest decision uh, of their lives coming out of high school and, and what they're looking for. You know, so th- that was really big for us. You know, our administration did a great job of, of finding ways of, of keeping us together, you know, just with different things, which was, you know, obviously a, a huge plus, you know, the winning side of things, you know, uh, that that never gets old, you know, when, when you're winning a lot of football games and, uh, you know, extending, having the extended seasons and, you know, um, being with that football family, you know, is 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 really you know a, a big time plus. You know, I, I felt our staff was very loyal to one another. You know, we we all worked well together. You know, it wasn't a big egotistical staff when we were there. Like I said, we all had opportunities to go and and do other things, but we also knew how special of a place you know Northwest Missouri was. You know, and that really came from Mel. You know, that's just the type of person Coach Churchman was. You know, he actually he's a South Dakota guy, Springfield, South Dakota, grew up on a farm. Um, um, and family was very big for him. And, uh, you know, he's, he instilled a lot of that into us. You know, you don't have to work crazy hours, you know, to be successful. Uh, you know, we were – our first staff meeting wasn't until 8 o'clock in the morning. And uh, we were typically out of the office right after practice. And, uh, you know, he, he knew he had young kids, you know, early in his career. and You know, but his, his kids had moved on and, um, you know, became adults. And, and that's what he wanted for us. You know, so I, you know, there's a lot of those things that I think kept me there, you know, for those 14, 14 years, you know, I was able to move up within the ranks of our program, which, you know, I think ultimately helped me get this job here at South Dakota Mines, just because I had a lot of, you know, different roles within that program, um, you know, starting off as a position coach and then, you know, working my way up to, you know, being a coordinator, uh, the you know, being the recruiting uh, coordinator, which is very big, especially at the, uh, you know, the lower levels. And then, you know, getting the assistant head coach title, which was very big. You know, just, again, I took a lot of things off of Coach Wright's plate uh, because I wanted him. You know, I knew ultimately I wanted to be a head coach. And, you know, all of the head coaches through the course of, you know, my time at Northwest Missouri really, you know, helped me, you know, get get to this point in, in where I'm at now, you know. Um, it got a little bit to the the point, you know, at, at Northwest Missouri where, you know, winning was fun. Uh, you know, we were doing a lot of great things. But, you know, I was getting to the point in my career where I felt I, you know, I needed a little change and it wasn't because of what was going on at Northwest. It was just, you know, for me and, uh, you know, myself personally, you know, kind of taking that next step. Uh, you know, my three boys are getting to that age where if we weren't going to make a move um, here within the next year or two, it was going to be really hard uh, to move them. Uh, you know, my oldest at the time was going to be a freshman in high school. Uh, my middle one was getting ready to move into the middle school. And, you know, my younger one, he was, you know, first grader at the time. So uh, it was just kind of that, that perfect timing. And, uh, you know, had some opportunities um, at some other places that, you know, had reached out and, you know, South Dakota Mines was was one of those institutions, and uh, you know, getting back closer to family was a, a huge proponent uh, to come back. You know, my grandparents actually lived in Rapid City when I was a kid, so we were over here a lot. Um, you know, growing up, you know, I'd 
there's a lot of things when I, when I was a kid that um, aren't here anymore, you know, and it's just shown the growth of Rapid City and, and how much bigger it's gotten. But, you know, th- there was a lot of things, you know, that drew me to, to South Dakota Pines. You know, it, it was a program that, you know, I knew had a lot of um, the right pieces. And, uh, you know, it was just a matter of, you know, looking through those pieces and, you know, mixing and matching and, you know, trying to, you know, look at all aspects of the program, you know, the school, you know, the, the other sports, you know, you kind of do your homework with a lot of those things. And, uh, you know, we just, we just felt it was, it was the right move at the right time and, you know, couldn't be happier and prouder to be the head football coach here right now. Sure. And then what was that kind of initial transition? Like, obviously very difficult to come in. I'm a big gopher fan. So PJ Fleck referred to his first year as year zero. So just how, what was it like having your year zero, so to speak, with the COVID year, not getting a full season, full recruiting class, or really any time to like input your system. Yeah, you know that obviously, you know everybody asks me, you know how it's been going as as the head football coach, and that's you know probably the first thing I tell them is, you know if you know there's going to be a pandemic coming ahead, don't take a new a new job. Uh, you know I got hired in late December. Um, you know spent spent a little bit of time with my family back in Missouri over Christmas, and then really you know my my start date was January one, and uh, you know seven weeks later uh, the pandemic hit. It was March thirteenth, and uh, you know we were told not to come back from from spring break and to stay where we were at. So. You know, it, it was tough. It was challenging. You know, there was a lot of things that, you know, I still didn't know about our kids. I still didn't know a, a lot about the school, uh, trying to install some uh, trust and, uh, you know, just, again, some cultural things that, that I knew needed to get fixed. Um, not necessarily the weight room and the schemes or different things like that, but just, you know, like I said, when trying to establish, a you know, a new culture and relationships, you know, you, you got to have some conversations with people. You know, you've got to do some of that stuff face to face. And, you know, that's seven weeks with with recruiting, you know, the the first really four weeks of that, you know, I was out on the road and, and really trying to get our brand out, you know, uh, meet with some of our alumni and, you know, just talk to those people about the direction or, uh, of our football program and what all of that was going to look like. And then, you know, the three weeks leading up into spring break, you know, we were just getting into the weight room. We were, you know, just getting ready to finalize spring ball plans and different things like that. So, you know, we weren't really uh, allowed a whole lot of time to, you know, do some interaction things or do some things as a football team to uh, with to help with that culture change. So, you know, a, a lot of our um, kind of year zero, you know, from really March 13th until – uh, the first day they were able to step back on campus were, was done a lot over Zoom. You know, our position coaches did a, a phenomenal job of installing kind of our spring ball, you know, over computers through technology. And, you know, we were able to send our kids a lot of information. You know, they were able to watch the film that they needed to watch and and really just kind of install the, you know, three phases of the game uh, over Zoom. You know, I, I tried to meet weekly with every position group. Uh, you know, tried to establish, you know, kind of a leadership council within that, you know, meeting with our seniors. You know, we, we read a book uh, my first year, uh, Find Your Why. And, uh, you know, that, that was a, a very big step for our football program. That's something that they really hadn't done together was just, you know, sit down and, and talk about why they do the things that they do. And, you know, I felt that was really important, especially here, 
you know, because our, our kids get so embedded in the academics, you know, here at South Dakota Mines, you know, and rightfully so. We've, we've got a great institution here. Uh, but, you know, why, why do our kids do the things that they do? You know, me as the head football coach, why do I do the things that I do? And, and we spend a lot of time over Zoom, you know, um, just reading through that book and, you know, giving our guys kind of some homework, you know, for them to read and then kind of make presentations to me and, and what they do and, and why they do it. And I think that really kind of opened their eyes in regards to, you know, how special the game of football is, um, you know, how, how special, you know, of a place South Dakota Mines is. And, uh, you know, once I think some of those, those conversations happened, um, it was really good to see, you know, even though we didn't get a full year, those four games, how vital that was for, you know, the the progress of our program moving forward. And, you know, did it help us win some games? You know, maybe statistically, no. But I think some of those closer games, you know, in that 2020 season when we were able to beat, you know, Black Hills, uh, you know, early. But, you know, for us to go down to Colorado Mesa and, and beat a very good Colorado Mesa team in 2020, a place that, uh, you know, South Dakota Mines hadn't won before, you know, a program that they had never beat before, you know. So I think a lot of those things that we did as a staff within that spring of 2020 really helped us, you know, probably get to the point that we're at right now. Yeah, it's pretty probably pretty important in that first year. I know a lot of conferences, a lot of schools didn't play any games. So having those four games was probably a big deal coming in. It was, you know, at – Obviously, for a, for us as a football program, but I think for just the mental health of of our kids, you know, um, just talking with a lot of people, you know, through Division Two and, and even some Division One coaches that weren't able to do some things, it was tough. It was challenging, you know. That they, they went essentially a full year without, you know, being able to, you know, practice or or obviously play games, you know. Last spring was the first time they were really, you know, able to do anything and. September 7th was our first day of, of practice, you know, of the, the 2020 season. And, uh, you know, we, we had to put a fall camp and get everything going for that season. And, you know, I, I don't think until our kids actually, you know, went through it, I don't think they understood the importance of doing that. And uh, it, it was tough. It was challenging, obviously, to go through some of the COVID protocols that we had to go through. But I think if you were, you know, to ask every member of our 2020 team, um, they do it all over again just because they know, you know, how important that was to get out and, uh, you know, play the game that they love um, and play meaningful games, you know, and play some competition. And, uh, you know, it's was very big for us in our program. And, you know, I, I can't thank our administration enough, you know, Dr. Rankin and, and our AD, Joel Lucan, for the amount of work that they put in, uh, as well as Monument Health, you know, Dr. Shelma Dine and, and his staff at, at Monument. It, it was tough. It was challenging. But, you know, I, I think for for me to see the growth within our football program and you know even though it was only four games um that was really probably the, the foundation that was laid you know for for us to continue to to go to where we all want to go sure uh coming into a new program as a head coach what kind of goes into maybe building a culture maybe changing a culture do you draw a lot of that back to your previous experience as an assistant or where does that come from yeah you know a lot of it goes back to you know the previous institution at northwest and some of the things that you know i spent a lot of time you know talking with the head coaches there you know mel churchman like I said he's really the one that kind of you know started that program uh when he retired um you know we 
they end up um, promoting our defensive coordinator at the time, Scott Bostwick. Uh, you know, Coach Bostwick was there for 17 years, uh, was a, the defensive coordinator for 17 years at a very good uh, Division II program, had lots of opportunities to go and move on. Uh, but again, going back to the loyalty, you know, he was from that area, you know, had a lot of family in that area and knew, you know, the big time is where you're at. And, you know, that's something that I'll still remember to this day that he kept talking about. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, for, for us and, and for him, he ended up having a heart attack and never got to coach his um uh, his first game as a head football coach, he was just able to go through spring ball. And then in, in the summer of, of 2011, um, died of a heart attack. And, uh, you know, so then we promoted um, Adam Doral, who was the offensive coordinator at the time, um, you know, had had five really good seasons there. We were able to win three national championships. And then Coach Doral moved on to Abilene Christian. And then uh, they promoted the defensive coordinator at the time, Rich Wright, uh, to be the head coach who's still the head coach there now. And and the reason I bring that up is uh, we were all at the same place for a long period of time, but each one of those four individuals brought their own little thing within the program. And, uh, you know, the the culture was already set you know the, the the kids that we had were great everybody knew what the expectations were uh but every single one of those head coaches um had something that they really kind of put their own stamp on the program and uh you know when you go back and you look at a lot of those things um you know it just says a, one a lot about the program but but uh you know for those in, individuals to know that they were you know essentially you know following somebody um, that was a Hall of Fame coach or somebody that stayed there for a long period of time or a guy that moved up to, you know, the Division One level, um, everybody had to be themselves. And, you know, they couldn't rely on what Coach Churchma, you know, had really taught all of us. It was, you know, their program, and uh, they had to do what was best for their program. And, you know, uh, that was something that I knew I needed to do here, you know. And, and so in regards to changing a culture, um, you know, to me it's all about relationships. You know, you got to be honest and upfront with people, have those tough conversations, uh, knowing that ultimately, you know, you're doing what's best for the program. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of tough conversations within my 14 years you know of, of being assistant there um in good ways and bad ways but you know those those really taught me a lot about who i am um today and you know in building relationships you know those that's the most important thing you know we talk about that all the time is you know whether you're the right guard or you're the center you know and, and you're playing next to a right tackle if, if you don't have faith and trust in that guy or you don't have a, a relationship built it's hard to play for that guy it's hard to do the same things together over and over again if you don't know who he is what he's like where he's from you know what his family's you know background is like um so you know that those are a lot of the things we did over zoom or that and that we still continue to do just knowing you know every every year is is a brand new group of guys and, and we got to figure out you know who they are and, and uh, what they're good at and uh just you know kind of creating that camaraderie between our group. So, um, you know, th those are probably the two big things that, you know, I, I took from that place and, you know, still try and use um, here at South Dakota Mines. Um, you know, tried to put my own kind of touches here, you know, just in regards to how we practice, you know, knowing um, – the limitations that we do have from a practice standpoint, you know, what our guys go through academically, you know, and just trying to figure out what works best for, for us. Uh, but as well as still taking a lot of things that I was able to learn at Northwest and, uh, and bring them within our program. Uh, just going into a little bit of kind of a season reflection here um, this year, 
first full year. Uh, started two and zero, first time since 2017. Six and five for the first time in six years. Obviously, beating Black Hill State on the road is not easy to do. It's been almost 20 years since that happened. Winning the home stake back-to-back years. Uh, D2 era sack record. Four weekly RMAC awards, and then three all-conference selections, as well as 13 honorable mentions. How important are those things to, you know, as goals going into this year and then moving forward in the program as well? Uh, you know, they are. They're very big for us. Uh, you know, you stated a lot of great things uh, that, you know, any really first-time head coach, you know, you'd look back and, you know, man, the, the season was a success, you know, for us to, you know, go six and five um, in our first full season, having that winning season that hasn't been done you know, here in a long period of time, you know, that that was big for us as coaches and, and big for our players from a confidence standpoint, you know, knowing there were a lot of other close games where, you know, it could have went either way. You know, you look back at the Colorado Mesa game and it was a 13-10 game, you know, for a chance for us to be 7-4. and four. And then, you know, you go back to the, the Black Hill State game, which again, it was a 13-10 football game. And, you know, the ball could have bounced the other way and we could end up losing that game. And, you know, I think, you know, there's some big marquee wins, you know, within the season. You know, we went down to Adams State and uh, didn't play very well the first half. Uh, and the second half, it was a totally different football team. You know, a road team had never won that series game. And, you know, for us to go down to uh, Adams State and, you know, athletically, talent-wise, you know, I know their record may not show, but uh, they're very gifted. They do a lot of great things. And then, you know, the second to last game, you know, we went down to New Mexico Highlands and, and you know, beat a very good athlete. Uh, athletic uh, New Mexico Highlands team and you know and really you know probably dominated dominated that game from uh, the 60 minute mark when it started to the end of the game and you know so th- those are the things that I think our kids are going to remember you know and 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 take away you know there, there's some great statistical things you know for us for the individual awards you know our program's not going to be built on individual awards it's going to be more on the team goals and uh, team awards that we're going to achieve uh, but it just, again, it says a lot about the, the kids that we have within our program. And, uh, you know, our program's starting to get noticed a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's that's good for us, you know, as a program that's trying to come in and establish ourselves. Uh, you know, again, looking back, you know, two years ago uh, when I looked into the job, just, you know, looking at the talent that was there, looking at them statistically, you know, and and what was kind of missing, you know, within that and why weren't they able to achieve some of those things. And, you know, when you come in here and and you're able to win some of those close games that hadn't been done in the past and, you know, asking our kids, you know, what are the things that we're doing? And, uh, you know, them telling you the things that we're doing within our program uh, that are helping them out, you know, to get us, you know, to win some of those close games, Um, you know, obviously, helps me and our staff know that we're kind of moving in the right direction that way. But, you know, there's still some things that, that we need to continue to do uh, within our program to to get us to, you know, not just be an average uh, team within the RMAC. The RMAC is a very good league week in and week out. You know, you got to show up. And, uh, you know, I, I think now that our you know, kids had a little bit of, of that this year with maybe the exception of the CSU Pueblo game, uh, we're in every, every one of those football games. It, it was a close game. And, you know, I think this group of seniors that's coming up, as well as everybody that's been within our program, knows that we're not far off. But what is it going to take, you know, for us to, you know, continue to move this direction, the, the direction that everybody within, you know, South Dakota Mines and Hard Rocker Nation wants it to go? Uh, yeah, just kind of 
building off that a little bit. You know, even the Colorado Mines game, maybe the result didn't look great, but you were competitive for basically three and a half quarters. You had Western Colorado on the ropes after, you know, first half, quarter and a half. Uh, just being able to compete with those two teams who both are playoff teams is huge, too. It is. You know, um, you go back and watch both of those games, you know, and, and you kind of touched on it. You know, we played with Colorado Mines for three quarters down at their place. And, uh, you know, it just, again, shows the type of kids and um, people we have within our program. And, uh, you know, what is it going to take now moving forward to beat a, a quality team like that? I mean, they... They just won this past weekend uh, very convincingly um, in the their home playoff game, and they're in the top eight teams in the country right now. And then, you know, Western Colorado, Coach Baines has done an unbelievable job there, has really taken the things that they did at Shadron, you know, and I'm pretty familiar with that program when I was at Northwest. Uh, we played Shadron State um, in 06 and 07 when they had a player named Danny Woodhead, and, you know, we had a, a running back named Xavier Olman, probably the two best backs that uh, – the University of Nebraska didn't take, and we were fortunate to, you know, get one of them and, and shatter and got the other, you know. But just knowing the type of program that uh, Coach Baines has built down at uh, Western, and for us, you know, we were in a situation, uh, you know, if we don't fumble the ball, you know, down on the five-yard line late in the third quarter, it's a seven-point football game. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of key plays in, in some of those bigger games, uh, that I think now our kids understand how critical you know those plays are and how close our program really is with being a you know a, maybe an upper tier uh, program within the RMAC and uh, you know I I think that's what motivates me uh, and our staff every day to to get up to come into the office and continue to put put in the hard work knowing that our kids kind of have seen that as well and and they're doing that same thing in the classroom when they get back after christmas you know us getting into the weight room and you know having seven great weeks there you know it's going to be a big spring for us you know we we've got um a lot of kids coming back we lost 10 really good seniors you know i couldn't be more thankful for those guys and and what they did for us in our first full season and, and getting to this point uh but you know this spring's going to be really big for us in our program just again kind of see you know what direction they want to go and you know i keep telling them guys this is not my football team this is your football team you're going to tell me what direction you want to go and in your actions and how you show up every day and in the buy-in that goes along with it and uh, they've been able to answer the bell with with every one of those tasks that we've been giving them and uh you know i'm i'm excited for uh March 21st to get here when spring ball hits. So, Sure. Well, in between that, you um, obviously this is going to be your first normal, regular recruiting class, and you already have a bunch of underclassmen. So how do you kind of balance out your classes, and what do you need to do recruiting-wise to improve and take the next step? You know, for us, it's just we've got to continue to look at our, our program uh, where our um, – our lack of depth, you know, is, is hurting us. Um, so, you know, we went through that really mid-season, what guys we were going to lose from a graduation standpoint based off of positions and different things and, you know, really kind of created our recruiting plan that way. Uh, you know, when you're only losing 10 guys, you know, it doesn't free up a whole lot of scholarship money, uh, you know, just because of the way our classes were built. Uh, you know, we're going to try and, you know, get this program to be a developmental program and, uh, you know, go out and recruit the, the best high school talent that we can uh, to come here to Rapid City and, you know, great character kids that are going to represent Hard Rocker Nation, um, the be you know, the best that we feel they can. 
and you know uh it's going to be you know big for us last year we had over 30 freshmen come into our program the year before that's on a covid year again we weren't able to get out or do any of that stuff um late in the process but you know we, we were able to sign 25 kids there so within the last two years you know we've brought in over 55 uh incoming freshmen within our program and, uh, you know, it's just a matter of us really sitting down looking at where our program is at uh, right now, uh, knowing what we're going to lose next year. Uh, you know, with this, this whole COVID situation and giving everybody that extra year of eligibility has almost made it a little tougher on us just, you know – our kids do have dreams and aspirations of playing at the next level, but you know they do know what type of job that they're going to get after they graduate from here. And uh, you know when they've got that seventy, eighty thousand dollar job, uh, you know, kind of dangling right there in front of it, you know, are, are they willing to play that extra year? So you know, our roster from a classification standpoint has really changed, um, and you know, we're we're just trying to, you know again take those next steps that we need to to kind of see what and how we need to you know the the seniors that we've got plus the freshmen that we're going to continue to bring in and uh, mold those those two together and you know see what next fall is going to look like uh thank you for joining us today um this has been the hard rocker huddle i'm josh van valkenberg gernert signing off